Well, hey, everyone. Happy Monday. Michelle here with the Chamber of Commerce Business Matters Monday. And typically, we would have the governor's office calling in. However, Dave, the eternally entertaining Dave from the governor's office, sent his regrets today, uh, unfortunately, due to the unexpected passing of Representative Don Young over the weekend. He is slammed with meetings trying to plan this upcoming special election. Truly tragic news, uh, indeed. Uh, No one expected that, for sure, and uh, very sad to hear that. And he was on his way to Ketchikan. He was going to have a meet-and-greet with the Visitors Bureau folks, as well as with the local Republican Party over at Jeremiah's. And uh, we want to send our thoughts and prayers out to his wife. And uh, let's just, regardless of party, take a second to remember a man who did a lot for the state of Alaska over decades and decades of service. Um, so very sad indeed. Um, all right, it's, it's a week of meetings. Let's call it that. A week of lots and lots of meetings. And the first one is going to be the tourism strategy meeting. That's tomorrow in Borough Assembly Chambers at noon. And they have invited uh, some folks, uh, a very diverse amount of folks from around the community to sit on that committee. And, but it's open to the public. And I feel like this is an important topic for us to talk about uh, because ultimately, from what I understand, this is to create a plan, a long-term plan, a destination plan for Ketchikan because because guess what, folks? We all know tourism is growing. It has been growing, and it's not going to be not growing anytime soon. So it probably would be prudent for us to have a long-term strategy on how we want to make Ketchikan a destination for our visitors to enjoy, but also a fruitful place for businesses to do business, and also uh, for those of us that live here year-round, a place that's pleasurable to live in also. So how do you balance all of those things? Well, I think we're getting ready to, to find out and put together a strategy. A uh, big shout out to Richard Harney and the folks over at the borough for kicking this off. And uh, we'll see what happens. But again, that meeting is open to the public. That's at noon tomorrow in Borough Assembly Chambers. And... Uh, you know, I, it, my feeling is, you know, the more the more input that you have from folks, the better kind of lay of the land, uh, you know, because you can't you can't make a long term plan. Certainly not a long term plan for the entire community when you have like two people sitting around the table talking about it. So, uh, you know, the more the merrier, more co- comments. This is obviously an important economic driver to catch can. And so, uh, you know, definitely you want to keep an eye on that one. Also, another meeting happened. This week, not once, but twice, um, the Mental Health Trust is holding a meeting on uh, housing, the housing shortage, and that's happening tomorrow uh, at noon at the Ketchikan Public Library. Uh, Also, Thursday at noon and Thursday at 7 at the Ketchikan Public Library. And so that's going to be uh, beginning to address the housing shortage that Ketchikan is feeling right now. Now, hey, folks, you know, you may think that we're alone in having this housing shortage and you may think that it's more acute here than it is anywhere else but uh, sorry to break the news to you it's just not the case it's just not the case Uh, I read an article over the weekend that uh, in five major cities in the biggest cities in America uh, less than 25% can uh, actually afford to own a home so uh, important stuff you know the other thing I didn't realize the other thing I didn't realize is that um 
you know, the Mental Health Trust actually gives grants uh, for housing projects. And I didn't know about that until I saw the ad in the paper today. So uh, welcome Jason Medeiros in the house from Drones to Hire. And he's a newer chamber member. And he's got something really cool to share with us as well. But before we get back to that, uh, there's yet another meeting that you may or may not want to uh, to attend, but USDA and I believe the Forest Service and a couple of others are partnering together to put a uh, sassy meeting, not like sassy, I'm going to be sassy, but S-A-S-S-I meeting. It's actually happening in person in Juneau. And, um, but with that being said, it, it, it's addressing natural resources uh, as well as uh, growing communities, community sustainability, and so on and so forth. And if you didn't know, the USDA also has many, many grants out there, uh, not only for individuals who wish to own a home, uh, but those who are wishing to create housing developments. Uh, and so it's been kind of interesting. Uh, you know, Grow Catch Can, I think we touched upon this uh, over the last couple of weeks on this show. Uh, they have kind of waded into this this housing shortage issue that's affecting our community at least and you know Deborah Hayden over there at Grow Catch Can is just a master at grant writings and knowing what grants are available how to get them who qualifies and you know I mean she says stuff I never even <laughs> I never even heard of it's like where well, how did you find that uh, but so she's brought together a group of uh, community members uh, from the grow catch can board catch can chamber and others uh, that that's also you know open to the public uh, people can attend those meetings I think we'll have another one in the next month or so um, but the other cool thing about Grow Catch Can is, unfortunately, uh, this past fall, the SBDC decided uh, to not fund our local SBDC business advisor position here in Catch Can. And, you know, if you know Shelly Hill, if you worked with Shelly Hill, uh, as she helped you out with your business, and I know you did because my phone was ringing off the hook. How do I get in touch with Shelly? I need to make an appointment with Shelly. Shelly, blah, 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 blah. But um, unfortunately, they have moved that position out of Ketchikan. So if you're a business, who do you, yeah, Jason's thumbs down, thumbs down on that. We completely agree. But um, if, you know, who do you turn to now? Well, Grow Catch Can is your folks to turn to. And they have, uh, Deborah and Osi over there have a great, I shouldn't even say over there, because guess what? They are now located inside of the chamber offices. And if you don't know where we're located, we are above Wells Fargo in the plaza, uh, right next to Legacy Real Estate there on the second floor. Um, So that's really cool. Kind of like all your business central stuff happening in one location, which is awesome. You know, speaking of new businesses, um, so Jason, you started this company, Drones to Hire, a while ago, and, and I, you came and presented at the Rotary Club, and I kind of got it. You know, drones, they're like a sexy thing now. You know, people love drones. They order them off Amazon, they, you know, they play with them, they fly them around, and they don't know the rules. <laughs> but it's a lot more technical, so let's start with the rules first. Okay, yeah, the, the FAA rules, and, and just wanted to string us right off the bat that these are the company that um, aren't the drones that you buy on Amazon. These aren't the consumer grade drones. But talking about the consumer grade drones that a lot of people are operating, um, they're doing so and they really don't understand the FAA rules. And especially since we have like an airport right across the way and tons of float planes flying all over all the time. Absolutely, and that's a big 
cause for concern. Um, the FAA recently announced and released in the last couple of years what they call the the uh, low altitude uh, uh, system, the link system, which covers all the surface airspace around the Ketchikan Airport, which is pretty much a zone that starts from Ward Cove just to the Coast Guard base. Uh, there's like a two by eight that stretches across the middle of it um, that extend, extends over to Pennock, and it pretty much covers the backside of Gravina as well. And in the link approval uh, system, all the altitudes are set to zero feet. And what the zero feet mean, not all of them, there's some on the periphery that are near 100 feet or 200 feet. Um, but what that means is, no, you can't fly your drone there. Wow. Okay, so I want to go play with my drone out at Ward Lake. Can I do it? Um, Ward Lake uh, has additional unique rules because it's part of the Forest, forest Service. Service. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, then yeah, the okay. Forest Service doesn't allow motorized uh, vehicles uh, in most of their areas. So uh, let's say I wanted to um, hike up Deer Mountain. Could I fly my drone up there? Absolutely. As you long could. as you're outside of the, the surface E airspace um, of Ketchikan, uh, which extends from 700 feet down to the ground because we're special here. Uh, yeah, absolutely. If you're outside of those drones, please enjoy your your drone purchase, uh, make sure that you're in appropriate airspace and you have approval from the property owners that you're flying over, it's polite to say, can yeah. I fly my drone here? <laughs> yeah. Do you mind if I spy on your backyard Boys. barbecue? Uh, no, really. I mean, I've actually seen some pretty cool drone shots. I mean, there's some really cool drone shots from, from around town. But you've got a different kind of drone. And, I mean, that video that you sent me last week. All right. So he sent me a video last week. All right. Here's what my drone can do. You, like, could see the individual pine needles on a tree. Yes. That's crazy. Yeah, these are these are inspection drones. This isn't your normal photogrammetry. Uh, we're really not targeting like the real estate marking, wanting shots of the house. Uh, the sensors that are on this this equipment um, is very exacting. Uh, for the photography types out there, it's a forty five megapixel full frame sensor, uh, and the uh, it's about uh, four point four micrometers micrometers per pixel What's of sample a micrometer? data. Micrometer. Um, it's a lot smaller than a centimeter. <laughs> okay. <laughs> for, for you non-math types out there like right. myself. Um, wow. So you can do this that almost, it's almost kind of eerie and scary in today's day and age to think, you know, like you could get a shot of a pine needle and, uh, from a couple hundred feet. Oof. That's almost like military grade. It, these sensors have gotten to the point now these these are kind of in the inspection market these are higher end of the middle range um, but there are some phase one cameras and whatnot that are even greater accuracy uh, but they reach up into the hundred thousand dollar range just for the sensor uh, I'd like to get my business to that point to be able to afford that and provide that level of accuracy uh, but where this types of technology really come into play is you know why do we need that accuracy well, with global positioning satellites and base stations, and, and not to get into too much of the complicated math, is, for example, if, uh, if I flew a property, uh, I can tell you exactly where the ley lines are on your property. I can give you down to the inch, uh, or down to a near centimeter level digital model of your asset. So if you wanted to measure how long your driveway was, or if you had a construction project, you wanted to understand the lay of the land, you know, where your water flow's going, 
all of this, that model would give you those answers. And if you had a big wood pile in the back of your yard, uh, just with a couple of clicks of a button, uh, you could outline that wood pile because we understand the elevation, the depth, the width, I can calculate volume of how much wood pile is there. Oh my gosh. So who, who would use this? Would it be, um, would it be, for example, a, a, a company that was maybe wanting to do like a timber survey? Absolutely. So you could go in um, and say someone is looking at, at purchasing a parcel, uh, you know, they come up for auction or whatever every now and then, and they're looking at, at buying. You could literally go in there and could you tell them like what kind of trees, how many trees? Yes. He's nodding his head. They can't see that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. And, and um, you know, through hyperspectral and multispectral sensors, I can not only tell you that, and that's called phenotyping. Mm -hmm. uh, I can tell you the health of the vegetation in the area, how much of the vegetation there is, what different kinds of vegetation there are, um, and, and I'll provide that in a simple report. I do not actively have that sensor in inventory. We've done the research for it and we're prepared for it. But uh, as soon as we can, that's, a, that's a, just that sensor alone and not the processing software is about $12,000. Wow. So let's say that I was a person who was looking to uh, perhaps uh, buy a, a semi-remote property and looking to maybe build a cabin. Could you go survey that land for me? You could. Absolutely. That's, that's the intent. And having that ability... Uh, with uh, these sensors and whatnot would make your life a lot easier because you don't have to keep going back to the property. Oh, what was this measurement? What was that? You bring up your digital asset, you do your calculations and your measurements with really simple tools. Anybody can use the tools to, to look at this property and it'll tell you all your measurements, your distance, the, the where your plat survey marker is. It'll tell you everything you want. And one of the parts we haven't talked about yet um, is also the thermal inspection side. Because we, uh, I'm a level one uh, certified thermographer, UAS, unmanned aerial system thermographer. I can do a inspection on like a commercial building or even residential where I look at the infrared data. And I can tell you if you're having water problems where the BTU is escaping from your roof, I could identify those points. So although this equipment, it's like my whole insurance is... Yeah, okay, so all those people that are sitting around wondering why their KPU bill was $900 bazillion a month, and and there are people out there, right? Yes, yes. But essentially, you could almost do like a weatherization inspection. And so you could say, hey, look, you really, you've got a problem on this right-hand side of your roof. Um, could you do windows? Um, you know, yes. Or you to could just, like, say it's coming out the sides? Yeah. Every When I do an infrared inspection, the camera has to be what's called nadir, which is just basically 90 degrees. Okay. So if I, for, for me to swing the, the drone down and go beside a building, uh, I have to be really mindful of, of, you know, uh, safety concerns right, and whatnot to how far I can go down. Now, the higher up the building, the easier that gets. But when I start getting down to ground level, um, you know, traffic lights, poles, electric poles, you know, things like that come into play. Could there be natural resource implications in that? There is, absolutely. And that goes back to the, the hyperspectral and the multispectral and the infrared. Um, so, you know, we have this and it's being done. You'd be like, surprise, you have hot springs on your property. Pretty much. But even past that is using this type of sensors and technology like they are in <laughs> Washington State uh, um, to do salmon counts. 
Oh, oh, there you go. Wildlife management. So everyone is going to want to hire you for the salmon derby. No. <laughs> right. <laughs> Where's, Where's the, the big fish? fish? <laughs> yeah, we can only see about four or five inches um, uh, thermo- you know, with thermography through the water. But because of those hyper-detailed photogrammetry sensors I was telling you about, as long as the water is clear, uh, we can absolutely count fish in, in our wonderful creeks and stuff around our area. Wow. Oh my gosh. I mean, this is crazy potential. Mm-hmm. Um, can you, are you looking to expand? In other words, could someone say Matt Catla POW, could, could they hire you and, or even in like a Sitka Juno Petersburg wrangle? Absolutely. Uh, and that's our intent is to provide these services throughout all of Alaska because we desperately need them. The cost of construction and development um, because we don't have this accurate information, uh, it, it's very costly. It's like if you take the the city library project, you know, there was a lot going into understanding the land and 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 whatnot, and and you know they did the best job that they could. But at the end of the day, if we had more accurate data, it may have been able, to, <clears throat> excuse me, to prevent some of this. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, wait, prevent some of what? The the construction issues i heard about the library maybe sliding back or, oh, or shifting yeah, yeah, yeah. on the property well, I mean, it is kind of on a cliff right well okay yeah that but makes but sense. even now if we were involved um because the hyper accuracy of our data if if i were to fly the library uh today i could come back and save the mission fly it next year and tell you and compare the two and tell you exactly how much that the building library has shifted. moved Two millimeters. Exactly. Whoa. So not, so not in the millimeter range, but in the centimeter range. But if, Okay, so then that, going back to the residential or even commercial applications, but if I'm a business owner or a homeowner, and I do, I mean, look around town, people. There's a lot of cliffs and a lot of rock. You And you're worried about some settling or sliding of your, of your residence or your business, you could actually track that. Yeah, and what one of the... Interesting things that we're looking at is from the thermography side. It could be an insurance application, too. Absolutely. That's the whole point. If I give you a digital asset of your property and you have some sort of insurance claim or anything else uh, that happens, um, and you know, instead of going back and forth with the insurance company, you say, here's my digital asset from this point in time. Oh, that's super cool. Yeah. So people that live on the side of a steep hill, you can say, you know, because maybe... You know, a couple months ago, or well, several now, boy, time flies when you're having fun. Uh, we were up in Haines, mm-hmm. and we had the opportunity to uh, not tour by foot, but we did a drive-by of the big slide that they had up there. Um, that'd be very, very interesting to see. Um, you know, now that I think about it, totally random thought, you could also measure how far a glacier is receding. Absolutely, all day long. Oh, my god! That's an easy one, actually, because normally where there's glaciers, there's no construction, there's no people, there's no FAA rules, major FAA rules to deal with, glacier movement and whatnot. Or is, the erosion that's happening up in the remote uh, towns. Absolutely. Whoa, that's really, really cool. And this data is scientifically accurate. And, and it's, it's, it's all based on trig and, and algebra. And this is when you say follow the science, this is the real numbers that are repeatable and guaranteed. Whoa. Okay. All right. So how do people get a hold of you? Because I have a feeling you're going to get a lot of questions. <laughs> well, you know, you talk about, uh, you know, the 
focusing so much on the business side. I, I've been working on the website, and I'm working uh, uh, with uh, 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 bold design group Kyle Quinn's group uh, to get the the website properly launched uh, because uh, I'm not your photogrammetry guy you know I can get you the video you want for your commercials but I'm not the processor I'd highly recommend you know talking to bold design or other contacts about that um, but they're working on the website and it's real simple it's drones to hire as in t-o-h-i-r-e dot com wow yeah not T-O-O-H-I-G-H-E-R. No, not like that. Drones to hire. Like, I need to hire someone. Hey, you got a call here. Grab those headphones. Good morning. You're on First City Forum. Uh, volume's really bad. I can't hear you, but uh, give or take a couple bucks, what it costs to do something like that? A full-blown deal on a house. Or like you said, the library. Let's get a get a ballpark figure, and then add that in because that's going to be passed on to the consumer. So now you're starting to understand why it costs so much to uh, build a house and uh, rent houses around this town. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. To answer your question, this is you know one of the challenges is being in the business and starting this scientific analysis is people understanding the cost. Uh, for example, just the whole insurance on the aircraft uh, to fly the mission and um, whatnot is four hundred fifty dollars a month. The software to process it is five thousand dollars a year. Um, so there is a fair amount of cost in collecting this type of accurate data. Uh, you know, I've kind of you know penciled the numbers out and and working on quotes with the borough and the city because they need the data as well. Um, and it really depends on, on the square acreage, uh, the square miles of the property. Uh, but it is not, this is not a, 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 uh, a uh, money savings proposition. This is to give you an asset where over time it will save you money. For example, if, if you have an insurance claim, um, when you go to do construction on your property, you don't have to keep sending people out or construction folks to measure things. If you want to put in a new driveway, if you've got this base data, and it may have cost you know you know fourteen or fifteen hundred bucks to collect, but over time it'll it'll save you and 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 twice that. So are, are you saying it's almost like um, I, I was looking at purchasing a fixer upper property recently? And so, you know, I protected myself by having an inspector go out mm -hmm. who immediately said, you do not want to do this because you have serious foundation issues. So I could have said, yeehaw, let's go do this great fixer upper. This is a great price. I wanted to go ahead with this project, but ultimately it would have cost me a whole lot of money down the line. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and think of that and you extrapolate that out. For example, your point about the thermo the thermals of your property or your residence, you know, if you don't realize that you're missing a big portion of insulation in the corner of a house, you're wasting X amount of dollars a month in fuel cost. So yes, the thermal inspection would be, you know, is, is a bit of a hit. Um, but, you know, if that thermal inspection reveals to you that you're Lose, you know, you're losing $100, $200 a month uh, in, in heating cost. Uh, it's paid for itself in less than a year. Right. And yeah, I, I completely agree. <laughs> Speaking of home inspection, I'm always planning these house projects, right? And so I keep this kind of running list. And I was looking through my, in my current house where I live, I was looking through the old folder that Dinah from Legacy gave me when I bought it. And I looked at the inspection and he said, 
at some point down the line, you might want to add some insulation mm -hmm. in, in, the, in your attic area. And I had completely forgotten about that. Um, yeah, if Scott or the other building inspectors, I haven't had an opportunity to talk to them. Um, but that's a, a great resource I could be to them. And, and, of course, as the business grows, my rates can go down. Uh, because I'm spreading out the liability cost uh, because the, the insurance and everything to operate in these zero uh, zero uh, altitude environments, it requires a lot of mission planning and coordination with the FAA. I have to submit paperwork to them, demonstrate how I'll do it safely, uh, make sure that I've got all the boxes checked. Uh, and that's, you know, as being a private pilot and an aviation buff all my life, uh, that's something I'm, I, I really do well. And I really focus on the safety side. I'm waving my index <laughs> finger because that reminds me of something that you were sharing with us previously um, when you spoke to Rotary. Let's talk about the FAA for a second, sure. all right? Let's talk about the regular Joes and Jills around town who are like, oh, I think I'll go fly my drone. Uh, well, there's some potential implications in that. Uh, there's some fines involved, correct? Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, it's like getting pulled over in your car. Um, Without so, a license. <laughs> and your taillights out. And so, you know, everybody's flying these drones, and they're excited, and they upload the videos. Well, guess who else is looking for those videos? The FAA for violations. Um, so just like in a car, if you get pulled over, and depending on the mood and the situation, you might get a ticket for a broken taillight, expired registration, no driver's license. Each one of those started a base of $1,100. Now, if the FAA determines that, you know, you were doing, you were getting shots of, of your friend's business so they can post it on their website, that's a commercial application. The person that hired that 107 operator that acted inappropriately or illegally, um, the business that hired them are on the hook for 10 times each one of those values. So where the operator gets an $1,100 fine, the 11, customer gets 10 times that. Yeah, $11,000 for whoever hired them to do it. Holy smoke. Well, that's very, very complicated. Um, Oh my gosh. Okay. Drones to hire. T-O-H-I-R-E. And the website will be live courtesy of Bold Design here real soon. Uh, but in the meantime, you might see Jason around town because he actually has another job with our good buddies over at KPU. <laughs> You're like the behind the scenes guy who like does all the stuff I can't even begin to explain. Yeah, I'm the data, my uh, day job is the data center manager uh, for KPU. So all the systems and all the, when you turn on your TV and all those servers that provide those services, I'm responsible for, which makes me uniquely qualified because all these sensors and everything, what does it really boil down to when the rubber hits the road is data. Mm -hmm. And I've got 30 years experience scrubbing and processing data and working with you in the past. I, you know, I love the story you tell about the password issue between us from several years ago. Oh my ago. gosh. Yeah. Don't, obviously don't share my password on the air. I haven't go through that. All right. So we were doing something uh, when I was working at KPU TV and you were setting me up to be able to access some data. He says to me this ridiculous password, this ridiculous, with all these special characters and numbers and capitals and blah, it's like super long. And the funny thing is, after all these years, it's a password that I, in var various variations, use almost constantly now. Because 
knock on wood, so far it has been fail-proof. Yeah, security is incredibly important. If I can do a shout out about that, folks, please don't use passwords that are family names with simple one, two, three luggage type passwords with what's growing on in the Ukraine and the world right now. We are at KPU, we are actively tracking multiple, multiple attack vectors uh, from the outside world trying to get to our customers. Okay, so I have a story to, to share with you and for the listeners, because this is literally how it works. So I took part in producing the audiovisual uh, and the programming uh, for a very large rotary event that typically happens in Seattle every year for about 800 uh, upcoming rotary leaders. Uh, this year we had to go virtual because half the group is from Canada. We just wanted to play it safe. Anyway, uh, so it's virtual and we had one weekend, fr- Friday night through uh, Sunday, a little afternoon, where we had uh, basically 600 people on these Zoom meetings uh, watching you know, various speakers and so on and so forth. Well, we had this guy in a volunteer uh, on our board. Zoom uh, bomb. Caleb. Well, okay, so what none of us knew, none of us knew this, is that he had set up all sorts of security measures so that when, it, you know, the program starts at 6 and the people start coming in the room, coming in the room, and he's checking off who's legit and who's not, right? And... You know, we actually had some people, some legit people from like Japan and uh, the uh, uh, Great Britain and other places like that, Washington, D.C., who were trying to join in uh, in legitimately Rotarians. But he also had set up a pre-waiting room to the waiting room. And the pre-waiting room, he what he did is he almost like geofenced areas around the globe that were known and suspected uh, hacker regions. Well, anyway, long story short, he ended up capturing on Saturday at the noon session um, 100 hackers from Bangladesh who were trying to crash the meeting. Good job. And that's the and type of security. How did reading. they find out about it? They because it was a, a hugely uh, advertised and such a large event, they found out about it in ways that these people find out about these things. But had those p- folks been able to crash in, God only knows what would have happened. It could have been inappropriate images. It could have been political stuff. I mean, you name it. Uh, nevertheless, they shouldn't have been in there. But he didn't tell us that until we had our board meeting after the event had all ended. Well, that's an excellent job, and that's how security should be run, that that it doesn't interrupt anything that's in progress. Well, yeah, this would have been really bad, really bad. Anyway, there you have it. Very cool thing. Thank you for stopping by. Hey, folks, don't forget, we have other big news. Uh, We have our new local gift card program that is launching. Now, here's how you do it. If you are a chamber member, you just need to send me an email, info at catchcanchamber.com. It is a gift card, local local gift card program. So if you need to buy a gift last minute, send it somewhere. It's sent to you via email. You don't get a card card. Or you can text it to your buddy. Uh, The only merchants that can participate, merchants, restaurants, hotels, I mean, you name it, whatever service you have to offer are chamber members. Doesn't cost you a dime. Doesn't cost you a dime to participate. If you'd like to be put on the list, because when people buy a gift card, they can shop with anyone on the list, email me, info at ketchikanchamber.com. So that'll do it for today's show. Have a great rest of your week.